Hello, everybody. This is Cass from Community Cauldron, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the podcast. This podcast is an exploration of creativity, collaboration, and consciousness because I believe that when you can grow your magic, that you can change your life, and that we can all then change the world together. In this episode, we dive deep into the medicine of the Emperor card. I'm joined again by my dear friend, Jen, and we really spend some quality time checking in with the Emperor energy. You won't hear all of that because we had a couple of technical issues on the first few recordings that we did, but we did get there eventually. And what did manage to make it onto the recording, I think is a really powerful representation of some of what this card the Emperor has to offer us. As we get into, the Emperor is an energy that hasn't always been well framed, well scaffolded, or well understood as an accessible energy for everybody, or as an energy that is able to be uh, reflected to us without all of this baggage and violence associated with it. Uh, Getting into this card, we really start to talk about uh, how we can work with uh, an energy like the emperor, with that name, for example, when we're trying to come from a decolonizing perspective. So we do start to discuss some of that in this episode, and that is vital work. I mentioned in the episode as well that this is an emperor year, and what that means is that the numerology of the year 2020 boils down to the number four, two plus two, and that's the emperor. And so in this year we are working as a collective with that archetype and we're being invited to look at the ways in which that archetype has been out of balance and has been not supportive and not um, made accessible and made inclusive for everybody in their rich diversity Um, because unless the card is for everybody unless the interpretation is for everybody unless everybody is able to go there and seek out and find some medicine then we're not doing our job as as readers of this world and as interpreters of this ancient language of the the tarot and and the world right uh, so in this energy of the emperor we're really being called into our own power our own authority and the shape that we make when we are in the fullness and the balance of that power and that authority we are grounded and rooted in our fire of our essence so Ha! This is great energy and I'm excited to share this conversation and thank you again for joining us. As always, if there's anything that you'd love to hear an episode about, please reach out. I'm on Instagram at community.cauldron and you can always email me hello at communitycauldron.com. There's plenty of free resources available on my website, communitycauldron.com, and I'm always developing new free and paid offerings. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to like, rate, review, subscribe, heart, whatever it is that you do, uh, wherever it is that you listen. Uh, it does help, and it's nice to know that there are people listening. Uh, thank you again. 
for showing up to this project. And as I mentioned in the episode, we will actually be taking this project through and um, turning it into a physical deck and potentially an interactive deck in some other ways as well. So just flagging that if you want to stay on board with the project, you can get on to Instagram and follow me or else, yeah, join my mailing list at the website www.communitycauldron.com. Thank you for listening again, and I hope that you enjoy. Hello. Hello. Uh, Sir Emperor. Are you feeling very Emperor right now? You know what is hilarious is I feel the will of the universe is completely beyond what I can control. And... You know, my understanding of the emperor is uh, like a, a kind of sovereignness and an amnes and an isness, and it's an energy that you know, it's, it's a kind of power, but not necessarily in the dodgy uh, ways that we've experienced power. Um, Perhaps we could use the word authority, which I just recently had the revelation in conversation with you, that the word author is inside the word authority. Um, I think that's a really beautiful kind of, yeah, way to come into this energy. It's like authorship and the way that we are like interacting with our environments and other um, our communities and cultures and we are also these beings in space-time with separate identities and we're trying to figure shit out <laughs> and <laughs> who we are and where we are and what we do and and authoring um what what is meaningful to us and look, I mean, I started this with saying, like, I don't feel particularly in control because we've had a lot of tech issues. Um, but that's that's beyond what we can necessarily um, control for. And at the same time, we might not be able to make a certain thing happen at a certain time in a certain way on any given day. Um, sometimes we can, that's great, but other times, absolutely not. And at the same time, we have the incredible power to make meaning of what occurs and to say, that's terrible and I hate it. And that's fine too. And look, there's probably parts of it. Go, go ahead, you know, be upset. Don't, you don't need to repress that emotion, but we can also be, you know, thinking about authoring meaning around these things that is hey well that wasn't meant to happen in that way and it didn't and here we are and here i am with <laughs> you now on this call making up a bunch of random stuff to to make sense of it all um and try and find meaning and yeah my little bit. I love it and that, that's it and like you know we had many rich conversations that will not ever be caught on on any recording device and the thing is that yeah it's it's just exactly as it should be and 
I'm really excited to talk about this energy of the emperor because I think, well, obviously it's really important because we're in, um, in this energy this year a lot um, because it is actually an emperor year and that's the numerology of the year you can actually associate with a particular tarot card because you can look at what the numbers are so it's 2020 and that becomes four um, and that's the number of the emperor that we're in and this card really is related to that kind of sovereignty and that um, self-authorship and the ability to hold that authority and the power that does exist in that ability to be the author of you know even the smallest parts of our life or ourself um, and that doesn't necessarily come through exerting our will and you know enforcing um, either the illusion of control um, because that's much easier than actually kind of yielding um, or trying to control uh, the people in our environment um, or the environment itself. It's like how can we hold some of the power that comes with being sovereign and actually having to claim that we, we do have some power. But, yeah, as you've sort of hinted at, like we're so witness to and privy to versions of that kind of power um, and authority that haven't been supportive that haven't been in balance that haven't had the interests of the whole as well as the parts and you know I think we can look at some of the the people in positions of great power now who who are absolutely in that boat you know where we're looking at them and we're seeing just how outdated that vision of what power is and should be um, and what we're actually opening to as as we look to the future and all of these these things that we're like, that's not the page that I want to be writing on. I don't want to step into my authority because I'm afraid of it and I'm afraid of who I will be and I'm afraid I'll be like all those authorities that were horrible to me or that I see doing horrible things in the name of legitimate authority, which is not legitimate at all, um, and legitimate power that is not legitimate at all. Um, and so I yeah, I think it's a really apt time to be talking about this energy and especially after the Empress, this is holding on to some of that sacred rage but actually being able to hold it in a way that is more grounded and has more structure to it, um, supportive structure though. And this, like whenever we're in a four, we can really connect to the shape, what kind of shapes are able to be made with four sides, things like the square, the rectangle, Right, and they hold things differently to the way that a, a circle does, differently to the way that a triangle does, and that's not a problem. It's just different. And when you're thinking of that shape, the square, you might think of the page, you might think of the text, you might think of the text of our lives, the text of our birth chart, the hypertext. You know that beautiful non-linear kind of spiralic and rhizomatic um, root system of a text that is the world that is is you know your own soul this is not stuff that we necessarily get modeled or scaffolded to to learn how to do it's how we actually teaching ourselves and learning from ourselves and reading the world and writing ourselves in always even if we're doing it unconsciously even if we're doing it in a way that you know has been not super supportive to us before it's like what are the ways in which I can 
come into my own sovereign power in order that I can show up for what is bigger than myself in in the most supportive and supported way, in the way that it's connected to our core, our root, our own spine, our heart, our soul, our essence, and our values, right? This is our values. How is it that we can really recognize that we have um, that authority and we have that ability to be authors um, of our own stories and of, you know, what it is that we, we, we actually put out sacred action towards because when we're looking at the emperor we're also able to look to um the the astrological sign that is associated with this card and that is aries and aries energy is the first house it's our self it is that first spark of consciousness that wakes up and says hello i'm here and we've talked about this you know earlier on in the other episodes when we were talking about the aries new moon um you know, there was a lot that we discussed about that kind of waking up to oneself process. And the thing is, we have to kind of revisit the sense of ourself again and again. We have to die and be reborn. We have to let things shed. We have to actually be showing up for that process, which is always going on and on and on. And like, as you said, making that meaning from it. That's our precious, precious um, gift that we have and that we share with each other through our creativity and all of this. Um, But in that sign of Aries, we're also looking at the planet Mars. So Mars energy, again, is that really embodied uh, energy of our life force and of our sacred action. So coming into this uh, this newer, less kind of sort of uh, gendered as well. Like the emperor can get gendered as quite a masculine energy in ways that are, yeah, quite limited as well. And and that's sort of not something that I really want to participate in. I'd rather move along to sort of, yeah, what can that energy of the mountain, one of my um, teachers who who speaks about this, Lindsay Mack, the way that she kind of uh, first described it to me or like in the class was as the energy of the the redwood tree, you know, the energy of that kind of energy. It is this enormous tree, right? But it's not the case that in, in its hugeness that it's a problem. It's just the size that it is. And it, it holds that energy. And in in being as large and as beautiful as it is, it takes up all this space, but it doesn't um, block anyone else from also receiving their space, from also receiving their sunlight. It can be as big and as as wonderful and as like expansive as it needs to be, as long as long as it is rooted in its soul, right? And as long as we are rooted in our soul, we can be exactly what we are, exactly who we are, exactly you know. Um, taking up as much space as we take up and it's not the same as when it's out of balance and we've seen people like this at times in their lives and we've been people like this that are taking up all of this energy and space in a way that like doesn't allow other people to shine their light and you know that's part of what it is to be alive and sometimes we learn through contrast but this energy of the emperor is yeah being able to hold that our own integral um, experience you know the shape that we make in the world um, that is stable that is like the square that can actually hold other things up and can provide this foundation in this particular way um, that can maybe withstand certain pressure 
but without breaking. It might bend into sort of a rhombus, but it actually is still formed <laughs> in this really supported and structurally sound way. Um, and it can then be, you know, a pillar and a part of that broader community structure. And this is where we actually begin to do our own self-work, not because it's navel-gazing, not because we're so narcissistic and all those stories about what it means to actually hold the self as a subject worth narrating, but actually because when we do that deep excavating work, when we actually go into um, all of the things that we are bringing to the table and the ones that maybe don't align with our values and aren't from us, um, that are kind of coming from all of this other stuff, well, what, what can we actually do every day a little bit to bring ourselves more into relationship with that, um, that more sovereign self that is able to then also honour and acknowledge the sovereignty of others and to really be able to operate in community from this space of a much more uh, whole aware um, because we're always whole but we aren't always aware that we're whole, right? And so coming from, to a more, um, more awareness of our own truth, our own uh, sovereignty and our sacred power and our authority and that we're not using that to wield against others and we're not participating in those same sort of ways of holding this kind of power but instead we're doing much more generative sort of things the other energy that I really connect myself to this energy of the emperor in a more Australian context is the energy of Uluru and that is, you know, this sacred, enormous monolith. And it's like the largest monolith in the world. And, you know, it's also this beautiful red color, which is very much the the color of Mars and the Empress, sorry, the Emperor um, and Aries and this sort of beautiful blood of the earth presented in this in this incredible beautiful landscape and it's so enormous but it's not it's not that it's too big of course it's not it just is the way that it is and it it's that it's I I wonder if that makes any sense but um it holds a similar invitation to me um as the 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 example of the redwood in the U.S. context. So I I love bringing in these different ways to imagine. And I think you mentioned the mountain. It's definitely got mountain energy. That also relates to Capricorn. But both of these um, sort of energies can relate us into that authority, which is also a Capricorn theme. And Capricorn also has the mountain as one of its really potent invitations. Um, yeah, so it's just a lot going on with this card, the emperor. And another thing I will just really quickly add, it's not quick, it's a lot, but it's important to also be aware of the emperor energy as not how do we actually in this emperor year come to that energy and take it out of the lens of empire? Um, you know, what is it if the only empire that we're really – um, holding any sort of uh, awareness of like what we can actually be in relationship with first is the empire of our own self, right? Just that like, you know, that's it. How do we actually hold? And like that's a really different kind of lens than all of that more toxic imperial, imperialist and, you know, settler colonial um, ways that we're still a part of all of this culture around us, Um 
and all of that is like part of us then as well and so it's like really being able to bring it back to the self and to see that that's the only place that we really need to be uh, looking at getting into a more loving relationship with first because and at the same time little by little as we do that with others but there has to be that awareness of we're always willing to look outside ourselves and point at other people but like how do we actually hold the necessity for that healing to so much of these themes as part of just the relationship we have with ourselves and our inner communities and our inner um, rich, you know, set of thoughts and feelings and beliefs and values and all of these experiences and emotions of fear and things that are much more difficult to look in the face of and how can we actually come into being, you know, in a, in a compassionate kind of warriorship uh, with ourselves where we're actually then able to go and be warriors for compassion elsewhere knowing that we're doing the work and we're really holding ourselves in that more supportive and boundary structure of the square mm. I love that <laughs> I love all of it <laughs> thank you um yeah, I mean, automatically the thing that's coming up for me as well with emperor is empire and how uncomfortable and awful, <laughs> how uncomfortable I am with empire as a, you know, um, structure that has caused such incredible harm um, to so many people um, over so many generations. And power as this thing that's very complex um and we've learned the word power and it's been associated with some really um i guess awful things so for me personally i feel quite uncomfortable with exerting my own power because i'm afraid to be doing awful things and being you know joining forces with um yeah oppressive structures um so it's an interesting thing, like coming into this emperor year, and I remember you saying this before, is like how can we have the energy of the emperor without it being within an empire? Because obviously we're trying to decolonize um, ourselves and our worlds, our, our many cultures and paradigms and so that we can be living in a more sustainable and compassionate and just world and so yeah I mean for me uh, what you were saying it kind of brings it back to well I have my personal empire my empire of self I think was the term you used so the empire of self and this is like fundamentally this is the one thing that I have ownership over is my body mind and soul um and how can I be a kind and just leader of myself and of my internal community, of the many different parts of myself that have very, you know, complex and different and opposed desires and needs and, yeah, how can I work as the leader within my own community to find justice firstly within and find peace firstly within so that I'm not just automatically carrying my dodgy tyrannical rule 
from the inside of my mind to the outside in the world. Um, if that makes sense to you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of what's coming up for me. Um, and I think that's a pretty complex thing that takes time. Um, it takes time to like become more comfortable with being ourselves. And I think that connects back to the being the author of our own lives as well, because we're kind of like plopped into these scenarios and these families, units and cultures. And, and we're kind of like, here is who you are, donk. And you're like, okay, thanks for this case file on myself. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's kind of a certain point where we're learning, um, actually, I'm not necessarily those things that I've been told I am. Um, and in fact, I feel a little bit upset about some of those things that I've been told I am and made to be. Um, and in other cases, I'm like, yeah, whatever, that was just, that was a thing, but really doesn't fit. And some things, sure, actually, yeah, that's, that's okay. I'll hold on to that one. I'll hold on to that label. It seems to, to fit the shoe for now. And you know what? Tomorrow may be different. Um, and yeah, I think that kind of connects to, you've been bringing up plurality a lot um, throughout the many different episodes. And, and there's this kind of multiplicity to the self and obviously to our world. This is incredible diversity. And um, yeah, and kind of respecting that many and multiple parts can exist and be and, and have a right to exist. And there doesn't have to be one dominant thing saying, no, I'm the be all and end all. And some other thing saying, well, no, I am. It can actually be, well, look, there's many living beings just existing. How can we exist in ways that are supportive and caring and loving and just? and peaceful and kind (laughs) how can we and i think look i always kind of bring it back to my own internal my own self because i kind of feel like that's that's the sphere that i have control over well yeah sometimes (laughs) sometimes um but more than anything else i certainly can't go to someone else's house and say hey you do this i mean I, I could, but I don't want to, and I don't feel that that's necessarily right for me to do. So anyway, um, coming back to, you know, like I have sovereignty over myself. I am the leader of myself or my community, my internal community, the parts of myself that, you know, are like an inner child. Um, or inner children, children that have liked different things or dislike different things or feel scared about this or, you know, my inner parents. Um, some of them are doing a pretty bad job. Other ones are very loving and supportive, but some of them need to work on, you know, being a bit, listening a bit better and not being as judgmental and not being as aggressive um so yeah 
coming back to the self and and how can I find harmony within my own internal community? And that's a thing. Um, I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> but practicing having open communication, I guess. You know? But maybe that's like, that just seems to be what's coming up. So perhaps that's what the emperor is inviting, the emperor energy. Um, is inviting like well how can we be just leaders within and without on our in our insides and then in our worlds and i also think that yeah that that all is like so beautiful and you can imagine like what i'm imagining is that it's actually these different um community members like sitting around the table of that square of that rectangle um and obviously you can have many 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 more seats there but it's like everybody's sitting across from one another and actually listening actually asking to be heard and there's I think there's something really beautiful about that and the the frame that keeps coming up to me is like the it's almost like the the work of teaching and learning how to exist not just in the ways that we've already been taught or learnt how to exist but actually for ourselves like this point of where the Aries um sits in our chart it's right like the first house contains something called the ascendant and this is the point where the sun was like what was rising over the horizon at the time that we were born in our birth chart and in an esoteric sense, in like a, a so like some people, oh, this is like yourself, the way that you look, blah, blah, the way you appear to others. And it's like, yeah, that's all part of it as well. But what is really the invitation there, which is the most um, expansive vision of Aries as an energy, is what are you actually waking up to in this lifetime? What is it that you are like actually waking up to as your place, as yourself? It's not necessarily the self that is as... Um, uh, you know personality based it's actually more a self that is on a soul level and that's hard we don't do that overnight we don't do that you know quickly we do that over you know think of the sun like the horizon line every single day you know it's something that is like it just persists and it's the work of a lifetime to actually get to know that self and actually make that self safe enough to come up over the horizon and to wake up. Aries relates to the, the sunrise. So this could be a really great way to check in with that particular part of your chart. If you're like, I'm a Libra rising, which I am, or I have Libra in the house on my ascendant, it's AC on your birth chart. Uh, that's like a really great way to check in with that energy is to sit, you know, at a sunrise one day and just kind of give it a, a make a little, um, intention or a little prayer or a little asking I'd love to yeah. know what I'm waking up to in this lifetime please talk to me about this if you're not a sunrise person that's okay as well um, but just check in with the horizon and you know imagine what might be wanting to to rise there and what you might be invited to wake up to and this is very potent emperor energy it's really the way in which we're able to learn and to teach um, 
all the parts of ourselves, that they're actually going to be safe being held in the container of ourself, that we're actually able to hold, um, able to build a structure that is both stable and also has that ability to move, that ability to, you know, flip over and become the rhombus without breaking. And there's there's something really beautiful about that. And it's not something that a lot of these energies um, have been afforded. I think that ability to yield and to be in a more flexible posture whilst maintaining that stability, uh, you know, all of the sort of mm, ways that that's not actually been part of what authority or power looks like it doesn't look like yielding it doesn't look like bending you know it's like oh, it looks like digging your heels in it looks like you know doubling down on your bad take it looks like you know telling people to inject themselves with bleach um, and then saying you're being sarcastic that person has an emperor life card and you know we all can all like the same way we can check in it with a year with tarot and numerology we can also check in with our life cards and you know someone that has an emperor life card is being invited to wake up to being in the seat of their own power and authority and authorship in a way that is actually supportive of the other as well which is the opposite of aries is libra again that the other and the other in ourself the parts of ourselves that we're afraid of that we find a bit hectic mm. that we you know don't get along with as well that don't always seem to have our best interests at heart. It's like how can we bring them along for the ride as well in a way that doesn't just um, force us into the corner or make us frozen in fear. And this is not easy shit. It's the shit that we're all doing all the fucking time. It's 4.44 right now. Sorry, I just looked up at my computer. Um, so it feels very emperor. But, yeah, it's and coming after the empress, it's – what we actually do when we're receiving, it's we fill our cup so that we can actually show up and sit on the throne of our power. And thrones, you know, just a really fucking cool seat of our power, you know. Um, we, we recline and we yield and we relax and we go into receptivity from ourselves and from whatever we, we choose to engage with that we find valuable. And then from that position of the empress, then we can sit back up you know, we can sit back up in our seat and go, okay, I'm ready now. I'm waking up. I'm awake. I'm alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic. <laughs> Maybe not enthusiastic, but at least, or alert, but at least alive, you know, and awake when we are. And it's, it's cool. I, I, I love this energy of the emperor. And I think that there's so many ways that it's been presented that are, yeah, very gendered and very, um, very one sided that don't allow it to be in its fullest expression yes it's often yeah. portrayed as a masculine person sitting on a throne um with the crown on or like whatever else but this is just there are other visions of what that can look like you know you don't have to be an old man an old white man with um a, a seat as a as a congressperson or as the president to actually be able to be sort of in your own power and you can actually do it and be in your power in ways that don't necessarily look the way that we've been shown what power looks like um and that comes from first grounding in the empress and first filling our cup of our values and taking in you know these experiences of joy and pleasure that we are able to access through our experience of being a body whatever that looks like for us experience of being a sensory being here on earth um the emperor really sits 
on the top of that mountain and is the mountain and is Uluru and is the redwood and is just fully in that and not afraid to shine and be as spacious as possible um, if that is what it is in their soul to, to be, right? As long as it is coming from that place, we are never going to shine in a way that stops anyone else from shining. And it's hard to trust that, you know, because mm. if we are actually a thoughtful person, we are considerate of others. We don't necessarily want to go back into that, but that doesn't mean that we only need to then collapse in on ourselves and cease to exist and hide and not share anything and completely go into that nervous system collapse. It's the third path. It's the third option that is much more difficult Difficult. It's not the path, path of least resistance. Um, and I'm speaking to myself as well, you know, being frozen in that inaction. Um, we can really ask for Mars and the Emperor and our Aries energy in our chart to, to show up for us and to really help us to step into the sacredness of our action. Because, you know, even just in all the shit that's going on in the world, it's like, well, we actually do need to continue to find ways to take action and it's so hard because there's so many other things in our lives that are taking our energy all the time and are really telling us where we should be and what we should be doing and you know that we don't have enough and that we can't um we can't do anything we're just stuck right here and it's like okay but we must take action we can't just send you know this is like thoughts and prayers or love and light it's like yeah cool and then and then it's nothing if it doesn't actually have that sacred action and we're not always going to get it right and that's scary too um but coming back to that soul and that center and that those values we're able to then you know, the emperor energy is when you fuck up and then you say, look, I fucked up, you know, when you get called into that and you you really are able to hold and say, you know, I I hold myself to a different standard than this and I, I'm, I'm sorry and I'm going to take action to be sure that uh, this is less likely to happen again in the future and I'm recommitting to my values and I'm recommitting to what it is that um, is important to me and, and how I've uh, decided I want to show up in this world so thank you for you know it's like it's it's hard and I think of authority the word it's like well, author I T-Y maybe it's like author I thank you it's like yes you've reminded me ah! that I'm the author thank you for that and it's the ability to be humble and powerful it's the ability to be you know grounded and expansive um, it's really a cool energy and I hate the idea that it is going to kind of not be able to be understood as anything other than this fucked up empire kind of thing because we really the work is to take it out of that and to really do that step by step day by day by de decolonizing our minds and our hearts and our souls because well, our souls are, are, are beautiful and they just have these gatekeepers that stand in front of them and the bouncers of the club that are like, hey, you can't come in. You're not able to come in to the soul. Sorry, you're not cool enough. You're not clean enough. You didn't do enough meditating. Fuck off. You don't get to come in here because you said that horrible thing that one time because you were informed incorrectly about this and you were ignorant about this, you know, or whatever else it is. Or because, you know, when you go in there, you're actually going to rediscover this really fucking cool part of yourself that is eternally full of love and compassion and is able to keep taking each next step no matter how many times they and the people around them fuck up and they do that you know from a place that doesn't bypass or deny the fuck ups but that really takes it and holds it and wakes up to it and and looks it in the face you know like a beautiful fucking sunrise and says oh something is waking up here and I might 
find it hectic, like a screaming baby, like the baby that comes out of the womb space, you know, and that is a real, you know, energy of Aries as well. It's the, 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 the baby when it first screams its breath, it's the beginning of life itself. It's not always um, pretty, <laughs> often it's bloody and it's messy and it's raw and it's screaming yeah. and we don't have to like that, but it's just part of what it is. And so it's, you know, this place that we get to where we're like, wow, birthing a new way of being, birthing, uh, and birthing's hectic for a lot of people, but let's just like say like channeling, like waking up to like passing something through that canal because it's such a visceral um, vision of it or that the tube that the emperor or the magician has that we talked about, um, that one shape, um, mm. you know, where something is coming through there and something that is also like us and a different version of us. It's not always going to be, pretty and easy and um without mess and muck and you know what is a warrior if not a person that is in going through that portal of birth right whether you're the one holding the container or the one being shot through it's a lot for everybody and they have to really you know show up in that moment and there's you have to be present and here and now and it's like we forget that we're here and now for most of the rest of our lives right we're always thinking about the future we're always thinking about the past and it's understandable but yeah the emperor energy and the energy of aries is inviting us to sort of be like what wants to wake up in me at this exact moment regardless of any of the other stories that i have about who i am and what i'm capable of doing of where my power is or isn't and how i'm able to be in an authorial relationship with my ability to actually wield that power in action towards collective good but to start first with filling my cup making sure that I'm connected to my values sitting in the seat of my own authority only being a surveyor of the empire of my soul and my mind and the sacredness of my mind not the you know brain part that's like being a predator about how you're such garbage and you're never going to be anything and you should only be afraid because that's, you know, our brain chemistry being less than helpful, but it thinks it's being helpful. But we've got to bring that one along for the ride too. Um, so, yeah, there's just all of these parts, but I love the invitation of the emperor and I think that there's so much richness in this emperor year for us to redefine um, how we are actually able to be part of that uh part of that whole first by coming into what it is that this moment is asking us to wake up to in ourselves and to heal and to hold and to be with little at a time you know and to treat tenderly like that fucking newborn that just started breathing that just started screaming for life and is just here now okay <laughs> I didn't necessarily ask for you but you're here so what are we going to do uh, how, can <laughs> you need? how can I caretake you um, how can I learn from you Yes. Yep, yeah, and um, and we may not necessarily ask for the thoughts and feelings and emotions and um, experiences that come up in our lives as well. A and the grief. Kind of, yeah, things occur. And, I mean, a little bit of a coming around to when we began this, we were talking about there are so many things outside of our control. For instance, microcosm who really cares, but tech issues, you know, we tried to record this a number of times and, and we finally got there and here it is. Um, but in the meantime, we were going, oh, it is not working in the way that we are willing it to. Um, 
and yeah, things happen and we kind of do have to just meet them and greet them and not necessarily like them. We won't necessarily go, hi, so happy that this depression has come, loving it. We might just have to say, all right, this is here and making space, you know, like it's, it may be loaded for, depending on how you perceive it, we, there's nothing that we should or have to do to fix things. I don't think that's necessarily helpful, but if we're going into a different perception of the empire, so let's say the emperor, let's say it's rather than it being a dude on a throne, it is the universe itself, this immense space and this, this immense life with so many parts and there is so much room in this universe for all of the feelings and things that are occurring to occur. And um, if we're bound to my body is this big and my capacity to survive is this big, it, it can feel very scary. And I guess that kind of reminds me about you know, High Priestess because um, that was very much we were on the boat, up and down, you know? Um, and in the meantime, yeah, finding space for what's occurring for us, letting it exist without having to say, sorry, don't like you, gonna do away with you. And I think that is easier for us to do probably internally. Not easier, but you know, like if there's an awful thing occurring in the world, it's a very complex thing to ask for us to accept it. Mm. Um, but for ourselves, perhaps, maybe we can find enough compassion within to say, dear part that is making my day just rotten. What do you actually want to say? Like, why are you being so loud and awful? <laughs> what is it that you're trying to communicate? Because you definitely exist and you're making your existence known um, in quite an uncomfortable way. So given that you do exist, for me to acknowledge that you do, for me to acknowledge that I exist, how can we have a conversation and how can I acknowledge you? And um, yeah, I think there's something quite incredible that occurs with acknowledgement, a kind of clocking of the existence of something so perhaps there's a clocking of the existence that the emperor energy is the existence and the finding some kind of peace with the existences uh, that are within us and outside of us and saying yes I see you I see you and you are there and there is space for you to be there um, so potent and so true all of it and I when I kind of connect with that idea it comes back to this well why do we if we're not the emperor in this way that we've talked about as like the holder of these empire mindsets and uh 
having holding on to so much of that stuff but instead what if it's actually and this is one of the ways i like to think about the emperor is what if it's the empowerer right what if Mm, i love that oh we have to call it the empowerer instead (laughs) of the emperor in the deck yeah i was thinking about that too yeah sorry go on well yeah it's that it's like well what if what is that like ability? And because like that's it. When we sit in the seat of our truth, our authenticity, our power, our authorship, we also model other people doing the same thing as well, which is empowering, right? Mm. It's empowering oneself to then be able to empower the others. And another thing I really connect with this energy too is the like. What else comes with that M? The empath you know the the empathetic you know the the empathic the ways in which we're actually connected to the the compassionately connected to the feeling states of others and aware of the feeling states of others but still boundaried in a certain way you know like there's that relationship there to to these other themes as well um as empowerment it's like empowerment is possible through empathy and it doesn't always feel that way but it's the truth and you know, there's all these other sorts of uh, energies that you could kind of bring into this as well. But yeah, for me, I certainly love the empowerer as part yes. of that. Um, and, you know, you can even think of the empoweress, you know. Mm. <laughs> it's just these two different, they're just different ways. And like both of them holds power. Um, but it's, there's, there's differences to that power. Sometimes it's a more active and projective sort of energy where you're wielding that power on behalf of, you know, this greater collective or of your own existence or of being um, empathic towards others or to be empowered in your your divine sacred actions that you're taking, um, whatever it is. But there's just all of these very different ways we can think about it and feel about it um that don't have to have as much of those yeah real hectic baggage just unnecessarily loaded into them as much we we honor and recognize that that's part of how a lot of people interpret this energy when they look at it especially But, but again these cards even the most popular decks they're just a human being's representation they're just human um, they use what was around them. They used at their particular moment in time the images and the symbols that were their best interpretation. But we are empowered to actually make our own interpretation, to pick up the pen, to write ourselves in. It doesn't just have to be about what we have received of what we have um you know, previously believed or been. It's the ability to change your mind, to empower yourself through new knowledge and through listening. You know, it's, it's really being able to, to come and fill that cup and then drink of that cup first and then be able to then in the next card of the Hierophant, another card that desperately needs some, you know, uh, elucidating outside of these traditional power structures, you know, that's the first time that we actually have an audience in the tarot. That's the first time that it's really presented not just as one person but a person in relationship with another person and that's a power dynamic. The number, you know, that's the next card that comes. And so we have to first be able to sort of sit in the throne of ourselves and in the seat of ourselves in a way that is in our center and our core and our authenticity and our authorship, our co-authorship, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, 
it's so much about that to then be able to trust ourselves to go and be in the the power and the the collaboration and the sharing and communicating our truth to the world around us and to others in that world so you know it's a very important part as we're moving through this first sort of chunk of cards in the major arcana we're really just seeing how we've gone from yeah that fool who also is always going on the journey but we're, we're channeling we're birthing through that canal in the um in the uh magician and then we're really needing to kind of enter ourselves again and come back into that oceanic uh depth of the cocoon in the high priestess and then we really begin to fill our cup of ourselves and learn that we don't need to you know we're going to take this baby metaphor further we don't need to be nourished through this you know, tube anymore. We're actually able to feed ourselves and we deserve to feed ourselves. It's our birthright to feed ourselves in all of these metaphorical ways, as well as these literal ways to feed ourselves in line with our values and to um, hold ourselves in um, beautiful and exquisite relationship with the world around us, the nature around us, our place in all of it. And that from that receptive, beautiful experience of embodied pleasure and um, values-based pleasure, you know, being in uh, the, the importance of our valued relationships, whatever it is, we then can sort of really sit in the seat of ourselves. Um, our most uh, wonderful and synthesized and whole and, you know, mixed self where all the parts get to actually be at the table. And then from that place, we can then go and be in community with others. And so there's a lot that we're doing in these cards. Um, and it's really quite beautiful and they're always in conversation with one another like we've already discussed Uh, but yeah I've I've got so much to say always about this energy but it's this fire it's this sacred fire of our essence and it burns no matter how dimly it might feel it's still gonna burn inside you until the moment that you're gone Um, and that's something worth celebrating as much as anything else. Just like the sun rises every single day. So far, it has done that, you know. And it's something really beautiful to actually connect with that. What the horizon as a point represents in our chart and in our life and in ourselves. It's this real um, steady and predictable kind of thing. It's like, yeah, you're going to come up every day until I don't know it anymore. Because I'm not here in the same way anymore on this playground of earth. Mm, how beautiful I think we've got some really lovely analogies in there and um, (laughs) yeah I feel really satisfied particularly by the final finding it's like we named it you know we named what we were talking about and it feels very um fitting and right and resonant just to say you know the emperor both of us are uncomfortable with that word because of what the language holds in it and the word empowerer, this is the new way I'm going to be reading this card and the new way I'm going to be, what I'm going to be calling it in my mind as it, if it comes up, um, is yeah. the empowerer. And, you know, how can we be empowerers for ourselves and others um, on this beautiful earth? And um, I am so grateful for this conversation with you. I just adore you and all of the insights that you have to bring. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And it just became Mars hour. My app just notified me that it's Mars hour and it's sunset. So no way. Yeah. And it just 
like that's the beautiful synchronicity of the the universe and it's 505 you know and so it's like okay you know this is we're shifting out now into the five of the hierophant and that will be the next conversation we have and bask in this and energy of the empowerer in ourselves and be that for others too um, as a model and as you know just a, a teacher always and, and a student of this crazy fucking life um, I love you and I can't wait to see what you do with this um, this conversation in terms of turning it into a beautiful artwork and uh, we will continue to do this project and uh, I think it's exciting to just mention that we're also probably gonna well we are gonna eventually make this into a deck um, and that's really exciting yeah Yeah, so we'll keep you posted on more details about that but it's a it's gonna happen and it's gonna be fucking incredible Love you so much, darling. And thanks to everyone who's tuning in. And um, yeah, I hope you got something or some things from this. Yeah. Love you. Amazing. All right. Bye. Bye.